It is Wednesday, June 29, 2022. That means it's a Blitz Wednesday. It's been a week, uh, I think. Uh, I think about a week since I did the Blitz, I had to take a week off because of that pesky thing that we all call a job. I wish it were my job to provide free legal input, but uh, you know the part of that that doesn't work is the free part. Nonetheless, it is a public surf- service that uh, I am more than happy to provide, but you know, if you really like it, you can always go to LawyerTalkPodcast.com and become a Patreon. What's a buck a month? Give us a buck a month. If you don't, that's all right. I'm going to still keep doing this. Uh, so today we're going to tune in with the Blitz again, uh, pre-4th of July tune in. Uh, as always, we've got the roundtable cooking. Uh, we've got another guest coming in, a special guest today, so I'm not going to give that away. You'll have to go to the roundtable and figure it out for your own, but trust me, you'll like it. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, and it looks like uh, the Blitz is ready, so I'm not going to uh, tinker around here any longer. We're going to interface right now. All right, guys, it is time to talk to the one and only Steve Palmer, where he provides an awesome service for us each and every Wednesday. Hey, I'm doing great. How about you guys? Steve, what's happening, man? Hey, doing pretty good, man. So do you see anything that's going on with with the current trial with uh, Trump and, of course, the insurrection or, you know, uh, the riots, I guess is a better way to say it, on January 6th of uh, 2021? Do you see uh, any avenue yeah, where they can I, actually I, charge I him with crimes? I, I think ultimately what this is going to be is a political hearing. I guess I'll, I'll call it that. And I don't know what what would come of it. I can't I can't preclude it that he wouldn't be charged with crimes. But from what I've seen and what he said, uh, you know, I think there he certainly it wasn't the best look for him. But uh, there are standards on uh, the crime of inciting to violence or inciting to riot. Uh, and uh, speech is generally protected by the First Amendment. I, I don't think he crossed it. Uh, but again, you know, for the president who is uh, supposedly uh, giving up power, it certainly wasn't the best look. If something comes out that changes my mind, then uh, certainly I'll reevaluate. All right, let's go to Aaron on line one here. Aaron has a question for Steve. Uh, Aaron, are you with us? Yes, I am. Good All right, morning. buddy. Yeah, go right ahead, man. You're on with Steve Palmer. So uh, my girlfriend has been having some health issues. And she's been going to the doctors, getting a lot of tests done. A test came back, and it said that she had arsenic poisoning. Um, I don't know if that's something that you can sue for or what. Because um, the water that is going to her house, they say it's not good or it's not the best. So I was just wondering how I should go about this or give her some direction. Man, this is a complex problem. Um, You know, proving that uh, she received arsenic poisoning from the water source uh, is going to be the trick. And then, uh, you know, these cases cost a lot of money, from what I understand. I've never actually worked on one. Uh, So generally speaking, people or lawyers who get involved look for something called a class action. So they look for others who have uh, suffered similar harm, similar poisoning. There's been several you know, high-profile movies on this kind of thing. Uh, Aaron Brockovich, I think, and then there was one with John Travolta. Um, I can't remember the name. But anyway, uh, you would want to consult with somebody who specializes in this area of the law, and uh, I don't know somebody off the top of my head. My guess is it would be somebody from uh, one of the litigation houses here in town that uh, that has worked on this kind of thing before. But, man, that's awful. I, I hope she's okay, and I hope there's a treatment for it, and I hope that she can recover fully. But, uh it, you know, the, the start would be to consult with a specialist. You might check with the Bar Association on uh, yeah. on uh, environmental contamination or water contamination litigation and see what they have to say. And if you give me a shout, 614-224-6142, uh, 
uh, I'll, I'll be able to tell you if I can think of somebody in the meantime, but, uh, I wish I could be more help. It's just, uh, this is beyond the scope of what I can, uh, what I'm an expert in. Uh, no, no worries. I've, I've been waiting for Wednesday to try and call and get on the air just to kind of give me some momentum as to where I need to start looking. So I, I absolutely appreciate it. And she is doing better now that we're finally getting some answers, but I still, uh, yeah, again, like the trick's going to be to prove it, and uh, not that I dis- not that I doubt you, but you got to establish in court that the water caused the arsenic poisoning, and that that requires testing and other things that that just gets really expensive. Right. All right, man. Hey, thanks so much for your phone call. We appreciate it, Aaron. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, eight two one ninety nine seven zero eight hundred eight two one ninety nine seven zero. We can go to text message for our uh, also questions for Steve at ninety nine seven hundred. So, Steve is. I want to get your opinion on this uh, court case here in Ohio. An attorney has lost his license after I have driving not, but naked I'm four I times. Have you heard about this? <laughs> yeah, this uh, Ohio attorney has lost his license after uh, the Ohio Supreme Court has yanked uh, the license of an attorney from a guy named Scott Blavelt. Blavet, maybe is how you say his name. Um, anyway, 15 years ago, before all the arrests, he was fired from his position as city prosecutor. And after that, he was arrested for walking through the halls of City Hall and the offices there naked. And he's also admitted <laughs> that there were other naked incidents where he wasn't caught. But his license to practice law has now been suspended indefinitely. Because he just can't literally keep his pants. Yeah, on. imagine yeah. that—a crazy lawyer. Yeah, well, I, no, you know, huh? I, I, you know, if I'm if I'm advocating for him, just uh, taking the facts in black and white like you gave me, uh, I would say that he may have a constitutional right here to express himself, and uh, uh, you know, he might be arguing that what he's doing is protected conduct uh, under the First Amendment. But my guess is the Ohio Supreme Court has probably made some conclusions that that there might be some mental health issues that impact his ability to. Uh, practice law. So, you know, it's not like uh, he can, d- it, it would be two separate things, right? So he could have the absolute constitutional right to cut his grass, walk down the halls or do whatever in the nude. On the other hand, uh, he still may have some mental health issues that make him unfit to practice law. So, you know, I, I wish him the best too. I, I hope he's, I hope he's okay. And I hope he's not crazy. And, uh, you know, if he needed these, his law license to earn a living, well, uh, I hope that he's on the right track to get it back. All right, let's go to Matthew, line one here. Hey, it's Loper and Randy. You're on with Steve Palmer. Matthew? One more time. Matthew, hello. I guess we don't have him. We can go to text with Jake. And yeah, let's he, go. He says, an employee's camera was stolen while using it for work. So this took place off-site while taking photos of a client, for a client. We do require our photographers to use their own equipment or rent gear from our company to perform the work. Are we the company liable for the stolen equipment? If the so I think what I'm hearing is it? this individual works for a company. The individual was using his, his or her own camera to do work for the company. And uh, the camera was stolen during that process. So is the company liable? Uh, I, you know, I don't know if I'm the employee, I would sure as heck say yes, because I was using my equipment during uh, the course of my job. You knew I was using the equipment during the course of my job and therefore the employer would assume some risk for that. On the other hand, I would also want to know if I'm the employer, how it got stolen. You know, if, if the employee was negligent or were negligent rather, uh, in how they were handling the camera, left it at a table, drinking beers while they, uh, 
took a break or, you know, who knows, it could just be that they, that the employee screwed up, uh, resulting, uh, in the theft. So I, I'd want to know more facts and details. Hopefully the camera's not expensive and there's a, there's some middle ground that can be had. And then there's that underlying issue that you want to keep your employees, uh, happy. So, you know, sometimes I'll do things as an employer that I don't have to do, but I do it because I appreciate the work that my employees do for me. It's a symbiotic relationship. We both help each other. And, uh, I think that's good for the morale. So I, I, I wish you luck resolving that one. All right. Rumor is we have Matthew back on the phone here. Matthew. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yep. It's Loper and Randy. You're on with Steve Palmer. Yeah. Go ahead with your question, man. Okay. So my question is, is, um, I know I, I hear a lot of different stuff as far as like what you guys, what he can help with. Um, I found myself on the receiving end of a non-disclosure agreement and, um, and not it's disguised as a non-compete or vice versa. It basically says that I need to leave my field. Um, I've been in medical marketing for some time and, uh, it started with the company. It was a startup company, kind of brought what I had to the table, and it boiled down to me not getting paid my commissions right. I have an independent contractor agreement, um, but I also have an email to where my old boss told me that if I did not sign this non-disclosure, there was no money for me. So it kind of forced me to sign something to get money that I was owed, Um and I still never was Well, paid, you're going so to need to get an employment lawyer. And I'll give you sort of the big picture here. Non-compete agreements are generally okay. Uh, they're, they're evaluated based on scope and duration. They can't be too broad and they can't be too long. Now, what is too broad and too long? It depends on the circumstances. Sometimes, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you, if you have a national company, it's going to be a broader scope. If there's a local company that prohibits you from working nationally, that might be uh, outside the scope of what would be reasonable. So it really all depends. And then the other thing that you need to look at is the actual language of the contract. I want to know what it says uh, in both contracts here, the one, the non-compete, and two, the actual uh, contractor agreement that, that uh, resulted in you making money and getting paid. So the issue will be whether them breaching that agreement by not paying you would also void the non-compete, and it may. Uh, as far as your email goes, that's going to be outside the agreement, I think, but it's at least in writing, and you at least may have relied upon it to your detriment, which means that you could also uh, perhaps be able to leverage that against a claim uh, for the non-compete. Uh, that's my two cents on it. Uh, it is certainly a mile-high mile high look at it, and it would require some detailed assessment from uh, somebody who does employment work regularly. I'd be happy to refer you to somebody. Just give me a shout, 614-224-6142. So everybody wants to know what you think about Roe versus Wade. Not not necessarily like your personal opinion, but uh, from the state level now, how how hard would it be to, to live in a state and get things overturned to be uh, a state where things were uh, kind of like they were before, where you could uh, obtain an abortion if that was the route that you wanted to take, uh, if you were a woman and, you know, for whatever reason, you just... Yeah, leaving aside my personal opinion on abortion, which I will not voice, I will say this. I believe that in the long run, or maybe even we'll call it the short run, everything will find its own level. I think that almost every state uh, will have some option for absolute necessities. I think we might even be surprised by states that would appear now not to have uh, any options for women seeking abortion, ultimately to end up with some options. And I think that's because this is a this is a political issue and politics will govern it, meaning that, you know, those who used to vote only one side or the other based on abortion don't have to do that now. 
Uh, so, you know, if you don't agree with some of your political party's platform and you were voting with that political party only because of their stance on abortion, well, maybe you'll switch to the other side. And I think what this will do is push things towards the middle. Um, and we might actually, people might actually be surprised. Now, constitutionally, I am sort of a constitutional purist. I like the decision, uh, from a legal standpoint and a constitutional standpoint for all sorts of reasons that would take, uh, longer than what we have here to explain. But, you know, generally it, what wrote the Dobbs did not re- create law that says you're not allowed to get an abortion. It did not do that. It just said that Roe versus Wade incorrectly determined that there was a constitutional right to an abortion. Now the matter has to be resolved uh, within the political system. And I, I guess if there's any good news, if you were really, really in favor of abortion, now you can go vote in favor of it uh, into your local elections where you can have some impact. If you were really, really against it, same thing, you get to go vote. And ultimately, that is what our democracy is about. And it really is. Like, it, it's a, in my, I'll just, you know, kind of dumb it down a little bit, but it's going to be way easier to overturn something like Correct. that on the local think, level than it ever you know, I think it, it, it felt like half the country probably felt like it didn't have a voice in this because there was some uh, you know, artificial constitutional right that was created. The other half felt like, yeah, finally we got what we want, and they don't care about what the other side thinks. So now both sides can vote, and you're exactly right that your impact the, or the impact of your vote has the – your vote has the most impact at the local level, you know, and, and uh, this is why – I, uh, I like our federalist system because we can all participate. Now, as soon as the federal government takes over and just mandates stuff, uh, you sort of feel like you don't have any say-so and, and everything seems hopeless. Yes. All right. So uh, we do have uh, some more text coming yeah. in at uh, 99700 on text. All right. Um, this one doesn't have a name, but while at work, uh, this person said, I was told to drive a piece of equipment that had a known oil leak and a faulty door latch. While driving, I kept my foot in the door to prevent it from closing because the danger and the heat as it was a summer day while operating it the machine caught fire i jumped out of it leaving my phone in it the phone was destroyed i was told to fill out an expense form now i'm being told he's not paying well first things first it sounds like he he did not get injured so that's awesome i you know that's the good news now as far as what the property damage uh how that gets resolved uh you know I, i guess there's an argument that your employer should be liable for the phone uh, and uh, if your employer is not paying for the phone, your your choice would be maybe to go to small claims and make a demand. I mean, you run into these situations where you've got lots of moving parts. I mean, you could go you could go file a small claim suit for whatever it is, a thousand bucks, and uh, you know you could even win. But what's that going to do for your job? And is that going to create a bigger problem later? Um, on the other hand, why should you be out a thousand dollars and your employer should pay? So I would start with a, with communication with your employer to see if it can be resolved, see if there's some middle ground. If not, you're gonna have to make a choice. Do you want to, uh, sacrifice your job in favor of, uh, getting your phone back? And if you don't care about that and it's, it's about the principal or you, you don't really care about your job because there's other opportunities, well then go to small claims and follow suit and, uh, see what happens. Enjoy the legal system. It's a blast. All right, uh, James, online two. James? Yes, good morning. All right, man, you're on with Steve Palmer and us, Loper and Randy. Go ahead. Roger that. Hey, uh, Mr. Palmer, I got a question for you. Um, I used to be a delivery driver for FedEx. Um, I did a delivery to a location uh, in deep southern Ohio. Um, a gentleman states that he left a phone, a cell phone lay outside on his bench and where I delivered a package he called my employer and said that I stole his phone. Well, in the course of all this, I lost my job. Um, a certain county put a warrant out for me, and I spent the night in jail. 
and then I was found not guilty. Oh, my God. Yes. Is is that enough to get a Well, here's the deal. When you start... yeah, look, I mean, it's this it's not, not fair, fair and it is fair. Let me explain Sorry. why. So let's take the other guy's side of it. If Let's assume that he legitimately and realistically thought that you stole the phone. He made a claim, uh, he reported it to the police, and uh, he reported it to your employer. Um, you know, on, on the, there's a way to look at this that isn't that what he's supposed to do. Now, if this guy legitimately did not think that you took his phone and he was rather just trying to get his uh, get somebody else to pay for his phone fraudulently, well, that's a crime. And there may be some cause of action against him for doing that if you could actually prove it. Um, now, as far as the fairness of the system, the, the system is far from perfect and it is not always fair. But here at least, and I say at least and I mean it that way because there's a lot of other stuff at most that sucks for your situation, but at least you were acquitted. You know, to, to some extent, the system did work in the sense that uh, you didn't get convicted of something you did not do. And you've suffered here some consequences. Um, my my gut tells me if you went down there and tried to file a lawsuit or tried to recover something, you're going to end up in a in a bottomless pit that will take forever and cost a lot of money, and you may not ever feel satisfied, even if you did win. Uh, I'm not discouraging it, but I'm just giving you a realistic uh, look on it. If you want a lawyer to look at it, you know you you might even have trouble doing that because. Uh, you can lose your job and go to jail over someone thinking. Let me go you a step further. You can even you could get convicted fishy. based on somebody's testimony that you did something. And even if they're flat out lying, I represent folks all the time who are accused of crimes they didn't commit. Uh, and you can think at the highest level, like even uh, a, a, an accused sex abuse case or something like that, where you're innocent and go to prison wrongfully. Um, it, it's it's an awful reality of our system. James, did you go back to FedEx and try to get your job back? Uh, well, actually, no, I did not. I applied with a, uh, a correctional officer position, and where this court hearing was still pending, I was not able to secure that. Well, position. what I would tell so, you is you should, at a minimum, go down there and get your record sealed. On a, If you've won the case or if it were dismissed, you can get your record sealed. It won't even cost you a filing fee in most places to do that. Um, and that way, at least what is public becomes sealed, and it's not public anymore. Um, and you know, if you could prove that this, uh, alleged victim intentionally tried to set you up or intentionally blamed you when he knew that he was lying, that's a different story, but that's a really hard thing to prove. Yes. I mean, it's more humiliating than anything. I mean, come on. It is like they're accusing you of being a thief. You're like, Oh, I didn't even steal it. Now I'm losing my job and I get a night in jail. I mean, I hope karma goes back to yeah, that guy for sure. who's just like willy-nilly telling And, and you know, it, tell, your yeah, job I mean, may not have on. had good reason to terminate you. That's I'm another sorry. avenue of relief you could explore, whether you were wrongfully terminated from your job. If they didn't conduct a reasonable investigation and they uh, just took this guy's word for it and fired you and it turns out that they were wrong, uh, you know, you may have some claim there too. I hope, uh, I'm not going to ask you, but I hope you've landed on your feet and you found a better job and, and, and things are, are going forward for you. Well, I appreciate that, guys. All right, man. Oh, Thanks so much. You. Yeah, we appreciate you. Oh. All right, Steve Palmer, we appreciate you, sir. Each and every week on Wednesdays, you come over and you give us free legal advice. And man, you do such great work over there. Uh, with, yeah, uh, check your it out. Uh, LawyerTalkPodcast.com. It. It's a website where all the episodes, the be- the present and former episodes you can find, and then it'll give you a place to subscribe. Or you can just go to your Apple Podcast Place or Google, wherever you subscribe to your podcast and uh, check it out there. We appreciate the support. Hey, thank you guys. My man, Steve Palmer. Thanks, bro. Thank you.
All right, another great Blitz uh, Wednesday. Good questions. Um, I, I love the diversity of some of those questions. It really taxes my uh, analytical abilities sometimes. So, uh, you know, I typically I've, I, I handle criminal cases, so those are easy for me. When I have to go into the depths of employment law or even water contamination, you know, that uh, that stretches the bounds of what I can intelligently discuss. So uh, let's just say this, I do my best at it. Uh, with that, we'll wrap up another Blitz Wednesday. We are going in, it's, by the time you hear it, it'll probably be afterwards, but we're going into the 4th of July holiday. So happy after the 4th holiday if you're listening to it after the 4th. And I hope everybody was safe and nobody lost their fingers in stupid firework accidents uh, and nobody got arrested. But if you did, I can help, I promise. 614-224-6142 up at the law firm, Yavich Palmer, HighLegalDefense.com. This is Lawyer Talk with the Blitz, off the record on the air, at least until now.